Welcome everyone to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host Sean Gannon along with my partner Jack McNicholas. We're here to bring you news notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. If you don't have the chance, go check out our website JustSayingFootball.com and follow us on Instagram at Just Saying No G W J S for article and video updates. We're also on Spotify. Yeah, we are. Just saying football. Get us in your ears. Listen to us on the go when you're working out. Whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. We're there. Very excited to be on Spotify now. Yeah. It's fun. We're growing. And it's uh, like my friend said, it's week nine, which has come up pretty fast. Uh, we got a couple of great games. A lot of teams on bye week this week. Yeah. Off. Six teams on bye. We got the Browns, Cowboys, Broncos, Giants, Steelers, and the 49ers all on bye. And before we jump into the First game of the week uh, in our blowout section. Yeah. A little bit of news. Snyder's reached out to Bank of America uh, about selling the Washington Commanders. Supposedly, Jeff Bezos, a.k.a. Daddy Bezos to some, might buy it. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's it's uh, definitely something that a lot of people have been waiting for to see when the Snyder's are selling. And they're finally doing it. Hopefully, hopefully it's done soon so the people of Washington can kind of like move on with new ownership there. I whoever think- it is. Not just them, but the NFL, the fans who've been following us for some time. I think exactly. we're all ready yeah. to move along uh, and away from that. But let's jump into this blowout games of the week for week nine, the halfway point of the season. So sad tier right there. When the Buffalo Bills head to New York uh, to take on the Jets, Buffalo currently favored by minus 13, yeah. uh, 47 point over under in this one. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Bills uh, headed to MetLife right now. The Jets are looking good, but it's been kind of, uh, you know, last week was a lot tougher. The Patriots uh, at home, we saw them uh, kind of fold against a division opponent. Uh, I think that it's interesting. Buffalo is favored by 13. I could see this, you know, being one thing where the Jets as of recently have been keeping themselves in games. Uh, Zach Wilson against the Bills scares me a little bit. Uh, A couple turnovers last week. Um, So, you know, it's... It's interesting for me. I think this is going to be a more competitive matchup than Bills Jets games in the past. But I mean, Buffalo—they were dominating the Packers last week. On yeah, football. I'm going with the Bills in this one. I do think the Jets will cover the spread for sure. I don't think that the Bills will win by more than 13. The, yeah. the Jets have a good defense. Sauce is playing really, really well. He has a huge matchup this week against Diggs, who's now yeah. three straight games of 100 plus receiving yards and a touchdown. Playing like one of the best wide receivers in the league, if not the best wide receiver in the league right now, depending on yeah. on who you are and how you want to look at I things. Ask, yeah. um, I am a little bit worried about Zach Wilson as well. We did see three turnovers last week against the Patriots. Every 100 yards, just turnovers. Yeah, and that's, to see. that's a huge thing. Like you said, the offense of the Buffalo Bills for me is a huge thing, but also 11 interceptions for their defense through seven games so far. I mean, this is... Uh, this is a no-nonsense defense, and, th- you know, Zach Wilson has been nonsensical at times this season. Yep, and good news for uh, Buffalo and the fans themselves. Tredavious White uh, activated off the pup list, 21-day to return, uh, window to practice, do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, will be huge for them as the playoffs are approaching. As We are at the halfway point yep. of the Things season. Things are getting real now. Things are getting real. Let's move this into our long into our Matt games when the Miami Dolphins make their way to Chicago Take on the Bears. 44 uh, and a half point over under here. Miami's favored by minus five. Bears made a huge trade uh, for Chase Claypool. Yep. Dolphins made an even huger trade uh, for Bradley Chubb, who they also signed to a five-year, $119 million deal. Yeah, uh, he, finally, he finally got paid. He's in a good situation. No more Denver for him. Miami sunshine. I mean, now he gets to go up against the Bears. He's going to have to get, you know contain Justin Fields, who's been getting better each week, but... It's, it hurts Jack. It hurts, it hurts me Jack. in the sense that I, I didn't know, you know, when, I didn't think that he was really going to be supported the last couple of weeks. It seems like they're tailoring the offense to him. But, 
Man, the Dolphins, 5-3, and three, they are a great team. This is going to be a very tough game for the Chicago secondary with Tyreek and Tua. I feel like it's hard every week, but this is a team that is giving a lot of issues. You know, even, um, you know, it, it's just it, it's so impossible to contain these receivers. Tua's playing great. I like Miami in this, and, and they're favored by five. I think that, you know, they could even just run away with it, but we have to see how, how uh, the new uh, acquisitions kind of fit in. Dolphins running away with it wouldn't surprise me in this one just because not only do the Bears not have uh, Robert Quinn, who they traded, they yeah. also don't have Raquan Smith, one of the best linebackers in the league. High, really, really an underrated linebacker. He, he was traded uh, to the Ravens. They're missing two of their defensive leaders. I think it's just going to be a tough one on them this weekend for their defense to sort of uh, rally back from that one. That being said, Bears fans, 120 plus million dollars in cap space next season. So just get excited for the offseason. You got some moves to be making, some people to be sold. I'm going with the Dolphins. And this offense is firing. It's firing. Yep. Uh, Waddle Hill. Currently over 1,600 receiving yards. That's scary. Yep. That's, it's unbelievable. That's a lot of yards. That's a lot of yards. It's not what I expected at the beginning of the season, but here we are, man. They are, they are dominating. I, I'll also take, like I said again, that, that five spread them. I'll take all day with them. I think they're going to kind of run away with it as we talk about it more. All right, absolutely. Love that. Let's keep this moving with the Carolina Panthers. Head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals favored in this one, minus 7.5, 42.5 point over under uh, in this one. P.J. Walker will remain the starter yeah. uh, despite Mayfield or Darnold coming back fully healthy. Seems to be the right move considering that D.J. Moore uh, throw. Sadly, excessive celebration call. Excessive celebration call. Yeah. Questionable call by the refs, I think, just a little bit, but I, uh, I, it did I thought so them. at first, and then I saw him kind of like jump in the stands on the road. I was like, I don't know. He, you know, They get you for so many things. Happens that. in Green Bay all the time, though. It's a, it's a crazy thing. I don't know. That, that was also my second initial thought there. But uh, the Panthers, they've been keeping themselves in games right now. But the Bengals, they are against the wall this week to not go under 500 after getting embarrassed on Monday night. Uh, Joe Burrow got sacked five times. There's nobody. We were just talking about Justin Fields, who's had some struggles this season. Nobody gets sacked besides like Justin Fields and Joe Burrow. Nobody more than them. And uh, they are trying to avoid an under 500 right now. Four and four. The Bengals are at home. They have to. They have to be able to win this game. So I'm going to go with them out the gate. Uh, the 42 and a half. I'll take the defenses, and both of these teams have not been great this year. Uh, and Cincinnati by seven. I think it would be easy. I, I just hope they get Joe Mixon going in this one too. Yeah, Mixon needs to start to get going. This offense really struggled Monday night uh, against the Browns. That was tough to see. I think this one is one of those you got to rally back kind of games. I do think that the Panthers play really well with PJ Walker, and I expect them to keep yeah. playing well. This is not going to be I, the seven and a half. Honestly, I think is. Really generous to the Bengals. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers cover that spread. Keep within three, four, five points. Um, They they still have a really good defense. They didn't want to give up Brian Birds during the trade deadline. Offer two first-round picks from the Rams. Said no to that. Um, They still have that young team. A lot of young players. J.C. Horn's playing great. The defense can still rally around. I am going with the Bengals still, though. Zach Taylor and this team will rally. They need to get a win here. But I do think that they're being a little bit too generous to the Bengals, maybe not giving enough credit yeah. uh, to the Panthers and how they've played the last two weeks, despite mm-hmm. all the trades and the trade rumors that's been going on for them. Yeah, I mean, and getting rid of McCaffrey, now they just turned to Deonta Foreman. I, I think that he's a great running back. He came back from injury. He has like a, a bunch of great stories. The thing is, for me, um, I think he... Is, he is a different player than McCaffrey in the sense that he doesn't do a lot of receiving. He's more of like a power back. Um, and same thing with Chubba Hubbard. So I don't see this team having a successful enough run game to keep the Bengals in line. Uh, but, yeah, 
both of us going with the Bengals. All right, love that. Let's keep this moving. The Las Vegas Raiders head to Jacksonville to take on the Jags. Vegas favored by minus one and a half. That's not pretty. After getting shut out last week, I know shut out last week. Forty-eight point, forty-eight point over under. Um, What's the mood about Josh McDaniels? How are we feeling about them? How, how like should we feel about the Raiders right now? You know all these flashy trades, the big signings, new GM, and new everything, and it just they disappoint us every week. Two and five. Uh, Adams is coming off five targets, one catch, three yards. That's the lowest he's had in every one of those stats this year, and he has had five plus targets in every game. Most of those are like seven, thirteen. He had one with seventeen, and now. I think that only because of that they can kind of come back. Jacksonville's defense um, is good despite their two and six record. I wouldn't be shocked. This game is the one that can kind of go either way for me. Um, but if Josh McDaniels doesn't get it right and he can't beat Jacksonville, how will he be able to compete in the AFC West? I don't know. Um, who who are you going with? Because I'm nervous. I'm going uh, with with the Raiders. Uh, two things for me. The first was just. Trevor Lawrence had a tough game last week. You know, there was this one play. He's rolling out right, yeah. looking in the end zone, looking in the end zone. Justin Simmons is tracking him, tracking him, tries to go. Uh, Simmons just jumped up, intercepted. It was a great play uh, by Simmons himself. Uh, that worried me a little bit that he's still making those small mistakes in his second year. Um, this has to be a rally game for the yeah. Raiders. I talked about it uh, for the Bengals. This rings true for the Raiders. Like you just said, can they even compete in their own division if they lose this game? You, yeah. you know, you fall to 2-6. and six. You have Devontae Adams. You signed Chandler Jones. You have Max Crosby, who you signed to that big contract. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You did all these offseason moves to make this team what everyone was expecting it to be and to really compete in, in a tough division. Yeah. And they've just kind of fallen really flat. Yeah, I mean, and, and Vegas was coming off the bye. I don't know why you, you come off a bye and then you play that bad. Usually you should be prepped, especially a 2-5 and five team. So this game does worry me. I had the Raiders pick, so I, I, I'm going to agree with you on this. But I like that. It makes me uh, a little bit nervous with them Minus one being and a half. on the road, going across country. And they're favored, and it's just like a whole mess. Their own them. city doesn't even know if they're going to win. <laughs> All right? It's minus one and a half. Okay? That's how unsure Vegas is right now. Let's keep this moving. Yeah. When the Colts head to the Patriots uh, to take them on in Foxborough, uh, 39-point over-under here. New England's favored by uh, minus five and a half. And uh, they mentioned this good morning. Football earlier today, but they were like, oh, it's not the uh, the Manning versus Brady matchup that so many people are used to anymore. Now we get the Sam Ellinger versus Mac Jones, uh, these two historic just franchises. Just not the same taste. Yeah, no, just not at all. Not yet, maybe, though. Maybe. You know, who knows? The future is always bright. Uh, what are your thoughts coming to this one? Patriots coming off a... Pretty big game, but they gave up 400 passing yards. That yeah. was a tough one to see. Uh, yeah, which is shocking for Bill Belichick. I mean, you know, in the sense that they won Almost that 400, game. my bad. Yeah. Almost 400. But, I mean, that's Zach Wilson who we were talking about going into that game who has not had the statistical output that you'd hope in the sense that he's had games where he's had, you know, less than 150 yards, less than 200 yards back-to-back, things like that. Uh, last week, you know, he went off. But the Colts um, fire their OC, Marcus Huge. Brady. They were 30th in points right now, only scoring 16.1 points a game. Uh, when you have one of the best running backs, I know I know Jonathan Taylor's been hurt, but you should be able to get more than 16 points a game. Even even Cleveland's being able to do that, and they are running their run game through the same similar thing with a new quarterback situation, and they're being successful. Uh, I'm going to go with New England out the gate. They're favored by 5.5. The over-under for this on 39 is something I'd completely stay away from. I don't know, uh, but I do really like the uh, like the Colts there. 
Uh, you're going with the Colts? I'm going to go with... I'm the, sorry, the Patriots. Oh. I, I like the Patriots. I'm so sorry. There we go. I'm also going with the Patriots in this one. I think there's just a lot of changes happening mid-season right now for Indianapolis. That's not exactly what you want to see yeah. uh, at the current moment. You just mentioned the Colts ranked 30th in scoring offense, 16.1. Yeah. To put this into perspective for, for the AFC South, for Colts fans, for the NFL, yeah. that's less than Houston. All right, Colts are averaging less points than Houston offensively. Um, when it's, everyone expected this to be a huge season, considering what you mentioned about John Taylor, he has been injured. He might not be uh, in this game. He's not practicing this week with an ankle injury. Uh, fantasy owners pick up that handcuff. Dion yeah. Jackson who had a, a beast game. But I'm also going with the Patriots. Um, I think that defense is playing well enough to at least get a handful of turnovers and keep their offense in the game, yeah. uh, even if their offense is only putting up 20 points at the last one. And, I mean, that's all they really need as long as their defense plays well and they can keep Indy under that, like, 16, 17-point radius. Um, but Belichick at home, hard to bet against. The division's getting tough. Even, you know, the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills all have winning records. The Patriots do not want to fall to 4-5. and five. Uh, so easy one for me. Yep. All right, let's keep this moving. When the Minnesota Vikings head to Washington and take on the Commanders, Minnesota is favored by this by minus three and a half. It's a close game, 43 and a half point over under. Uh, Kirk playing his old team. That's pretty fun. Like we mentioned, Snyder's yeah. uh, looking to sell the team. Yeah, so it's. I feel like it's going to be an interesting week there. But, uh, you know, I think Ron Rivera versus Kevin O'Connell is a very good matchup uh, in the sense that one's very defensive, one's very offensive. Uh, but now TJ Hawkinson on the Vikings, I think that that adds a huge factor that, you know, Washington, they played well, but they played well against Indy, who we just talked very little, like very low yeah. about. Um, but, man, I mean, you know, the Vikings last week against the Cardinals, some of what you saw there. Yeah, another three-sack game for Zadarius Smith is what I saw. That's back-to-back games of three sacks. He had yeah. it against the Dolphins, which I got to see, which was awesome. Um, currently tied for first right now uh, as a sack leader, and thank you, Green Bay, for paying him $11.4 million yeah. um, this season. I am going with the Vikings in this one. I, I'm, I believe we can get to 7-1. and one. I really do. Uh, the mm-hmm. TJ Hawkinson trade I was really happy about. We only gave up really a, a second-round pick for him, which I was totally happy with. Yeah. Um, and we're right now just not playing well at the tight end position. I, have a, I love Irv Smith. Um, I was super high on Irv Smith, but just hasn't panned out. He's had a lot of injuries the last few seasons, and it's just sort of been hampering him down, I think. Yeah. Um, so I think this was a smart move for us. Defense is playing kind of well. I am a little bit worried about Terry McLaurin in this one. We've given up a handful of 150-yard games some wide receivers, like DeAndre Hopkins yeah. and like Tyreek Hill. And although Terry McLaurin hasn't put the output uh, recently that everyone's been expecting, him and Heineke have a great connection, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's exactly what you want to be seeing out of them. So I don't think that Washington is a team that you can sleep on. They they're one and four. Mm-hmm. Now they're four and four. All right, mm-hmm. they're they're riding it. And Heineke, every single time he wins a game, buys a pair of Jordans. Last week he bought a pair of uh, green and gold. I don't want him to buy a pair of purple and gold. That's a that's a good idea. I like I kind of like that he has that tradition. He he's one of those guys that I feel like we've talked about like so in and out because he's just like a fighter. He always gets a situation. He always yep. does well. Um, but I'll go with the Vikings out of the gate here. I think Love that it. you know um, them on the road. This is. Um, just another challenge for them to do like another you know they are a team that understands that they'll just have to keep going week by week to take lead of this division as they have right now um, I think there's gonna be a big running game for Dalvin Cook um, you know Chase Young just got designated back off the IR but he'll probably return within like the next 21 days I don't see him playing this week um, but you know the commanders are hot right now uh, Taylor Heineke's been doing well it is only a three and a half point spread, which I'm comfortable with, but that tells me that people think it's going to come down to a field goal. Yeah, he did lead a uh, nine play, eighty nine yard game winning drive uh, to yeah. the Colts last week, so he can he can do it all. 
Uh, also, the Vikings got to win this game because he's got the Bills, Cowboys, Jets, Giants coming up down the road, plus three more divisional games. Yeah. Uh, so this is a must-win, get a 7-1. You know, like we're talking about, you, you set yourself up for success later down. Um, yeah. This is one of those games. Let's move this along into our good games of the week. When the Green Bay Packers make their way to Detroit to take on the Lions, Green Bay is currently favored in this one by minus 3.5, 50-point over-under in this one. Yeah. Um, Vegas, a little bit uncertain, I guess, in this one. Minus three and a half. It's a little bit close. It's funny. It's closer than the recent memory. I thought you were going to say they're uncertain about the line of 50, but I was like, no way, man. The defenses are definitely going to oh, be giving up a over ton 50. Of points Absolutely. This week. Um, the Lions right now give up more points than anybody 32.1 a game. That's a lot. If there was of an offense scoring that right now, you know, like Buffalo <clears throat> scoring that right now, but you're like, that's an insane amount of points to be giving up per game. I that is a lot. Four touchdowns and a field goal and more. Um, it it does suit well for Aaron Rodgers on the road. who does play well in Detroit. He has a long history of playing there. Um, I don't know how I'm feeling about this one. It's going to be close and high scoring. Uh, I am going to let you know I am going to go with the Packers out the gate. I don't see them dropping five games in a row. Um, and I do see Detroit as a bit more favorable and less scrappy of a matchup than they've had in the last couple of weeks. Um and uh, I don't know if DeAndre Swift's going to be 100%, which which doesn't give me full confidence. I'm a little nervous about that. Yeah, Jamal Adams, though, up there, top top three in a, uh, rushing touchdown leaders yeah, currently. Jamal, so yeah. he still is carrying the load for them. I'm going with the Lions in this one. I think that they have a lot right now. At, at not, not a lot to say, but they have nothing to lose. They, get, they gave up TJ Hawkinson. They're mm-hmm. clearly saying we're fully dedicated to a massive rebuild. That's what that indicated to yeah. me. Um, they, they play really well under Campbell. I like Amon Ross St. Brown. The Packers don't have Devondre Campbell in this one. That's going to be huge for this defense right now. Yeah. I just think that the, the Lions right now, for some reason, have a little bit more to play for than the Packers. I, I don't know what the Packers are anymore. I don't know if the Packers know who they are anymore. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers looks a little bit more upset on the field than we've seen in recent years. There's, there's no guy for him to go to with the, with the ball anymore. It's just... It's not the Packers that we've seen yeah. in the past, and I don't see why this isn't a time for the Lions to, to jump on that and take take advantage of that, especially while they're yeah, at that home. That makes sense, and I'm, I'm, that makes sense. You're like you're like selling me on kind of like how Detroit cannot be falling to one and seven. And it's, this would be such like a huge victory for them. I believe in them. I I am gonna stick with the Packers. That's okay. It's only Aaron Jones last week, 143 yeah. rushing yards. Detroit right now is giving up about 150 yards on the ground. A game, um, it's it's struggling for me to pick Aaron Rodgers. He has done me wrong in the past, but I, I will go with them. Favorite three and a half. I, I can see this coming down to a touchdown, and I'll, I'll hammer the over on that one. All right, I like that as well, except for the pick of the Packers go Lions. All right, let's keep this moving. In our good games of the week, when the Chargers made their way to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, uh, 49 point, uh, 49 and a half point over under here. Ellie's currently favored by minus three. Another close game in this one. Yeah. Uh, Falcons fans rejoice. Patterson is back at practice. Uh, 21 day designation. Uh, probably won't be playing in this one, but always huge. Yeah. Always fun. Always exciting. What are your thoughts? I mean, this this is an interesting game. How do you feel about like you know this Arthur Smith offense that is so um, dang, like dangerously weird every week, and then you have this Chargers offense that's just injured. You know they're out there left tackle, they're out there top two receiving options. I um I, I am a little nervous about both of these teams and where they stand, but they both need to win right now. You know the pressure is kind of on. The Falcons lead the NFC South right now. Okay, they would be hosting a playoff game if the season ended today, which is crazy. That's crazy. It's what we all expected. They'd be getting blown out in that playoff yeah. game. Yeah, well, they'd be hosting. Standings are right now. 
I am. I'm going with the Falcons. You mentioned the injury. Uh, the injury to Rashawn Slater is out for the season. No left tackle. Keen Allen's not looking like he's going to be in this one. Michael yeah. Williams is out uh, in this one already. The two best, pa- the their two best pass catchers. Joshua Palmer, that's great. He's going to be back from concussion protocol. Uh, Herbert likes him, yeah. but the the Falcons, the Falcons team is uh, they're scrappy, man. They are. They, they, they win some games. Marcus Mariota's moving the ball down the field. I like it. They did trade away Calvin Ridley. It's going to be interesting to see what they do during the draft and next season as they yeah. try to get more pass catchers uh, down there on this Falcons team. But they're playing really well offensively and defensively at times. I think that yeah. this is a game that's very winnable for them. And to maintain a lead in the NFC South, let's go. If you got something up, to play for right if now. If they're up 4-5, and, uh, and I'm sorry, they're, they're up 5-4 in, in the lead of this division. you got the Panthers sitting down at 2-6. and six. You, know, you got the Saints now without Michael Thomas. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But then you got the Brady, Tampa Bay. They are losing. They have a losing record. They have a lot to catch up if the Falcons win this. Um, right now, these are just two defenses that are just terrible at giving up points. We're talking about Detroit. Um, you know, it, they're expecting a 49.5 line. I expected to hit that because Absolutely. right now Atlanta is 29th. They're giving up 21.6 a game. And then you got L.A., and they're giving up 27, and they're second worst to Detroit. Like, we were just talking about how people shouldn't be giving up as many points. So... Justin Herbert also 50 uh, completion, uh, 50 attempts in the last two games. So does that make you nervous at all with the Atlanta secondary? Uh, no, because I think it's going to go through Austin Eckler. Then we're relying on him with the top two pass catchers out. Yeah. You know, so there's going to be a lot of passing yards to the running back out of the backfield, uh, or an occasionally probably when he lines up uh, out, out wide. But I think they're going to just really go to him. So if you're an Austin Eckler owner, you should be really happy. Let's keep this moving though into our games. Uh, no, I am so sorry, I lied. Not yet. Our last good game of this week. When the LA Rams head to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Now, it's a 425 game, 42 and a half point over under. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's favored by minus two and a half. Vegas has no idea what that that's exactly what that means, and yep. it's super close. This time last year, we're looking at these te- two teams very differently. Mm-hmm. This two this time a few months ago, these two teams were in a, in, in the playoffs game, facing one another. Yeah. And And they were our favorites coming in the season of like who would be dominating their division. And here we are. One's three and four in the Rams. One's three and five in the Buccaneers, and I have absolutely no idea who's going to win this game because this is this to me is, is I don't know which teams of either of them we're going to see. I always think it's time for one of these quarterbacks. One of these quarterbacks, they're in their last leg. I mean, Tom Brady is a whole other story. He could retire at one point, but Matthew Stafford as well. Like these guys are not on the same teams as they were on last year, which we've talked about a lot this season. And it shows. Now you have these losing records. You have a line of 42.5. Every time the Rams played the Bucks, it was still very high line. This is a – they're expecting not a lot of offensive output. I'm expecting, like, even even Cooper Cup, who has a great matchup, has been injured a little bit this week. Um, you know, I, I think maybe Allen Robinson gets a little bit more involved. Maybe a touchdown to him. But it's oh, – man, yeah, that's not – maybe not a bad call. Anytime touchdown score. Anytime Allen touchdown score. Hit that. Uh, the um, – I mean, but what's going on with, with these teams? Like, what is the root of their real issue? You know, like, I think the Rams, I'm going to go with it right out of the gate. Like, I think they're going to win, but I'm I'm really nervous about it. I think the Rams are also going to win. I'm also nervous about it. The root of the issues, I'm just not sure. I mean, the Rams lost a ton of personnel yeah. on the coaching side of, of the ball. And that, and that shows. And it, and it has showed. Uh Kevin O'Connell has found a lot of offensive success right now with the Vikings, and you see not a lot of offensive success. I'm not saying that he was, he is the cause 
uh, of why that offense is doing so well, and it's why yeah. they're, now they're not doing so, why they're not doing so well now that he's gone. But I'm saying that him and McVay and him and the other staff had such a good relationship. Yeah. Now it's drastically changed on the Buccaneers side. I don't know. Just the, the they don't have they don't have Barrett anymore. That's a huge loss for them for the rest of the season. The, yeah. the the defense hasn't been playing to what it has been in the past. The offensive line has been playing to what it has been in the past as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously Alex Kappa retired, or and then Ryan Jensen uh, did come yeah. back and then get injured, so he doesn't have the same center right now. Yeah. But you know, Mike Evans is dropping wide open balls. It just. It's it is so weird. It's very dysfunctional. I feel like is is the word, and and it's like just crazy that you know this is the first time in career that Tom Brady at this point in the season has two touchdowns before halftime, and he had two touchdowns every every game before halftime last year when he was on his way to throwing forty five touchdowns. So I don't trust them this week. I think the Rams they're starting to work with like. Cam Akers again, but I do think the Rams' run game with Henderson could just be something, um, you know, that that sparks a little bit easier with this defense. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the Rams on the road as one of the only two uh, 405 games of the week. Yeah, they did. They didn't trade Cam Akers. They were hoping to have him back full time. One yeah. around part of the organization. Let's move this along into our games of the week. When the Seattle Seahawks head to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. Our second four four o'clock game at four o five Eastern. Arizona's favored by minus two, surprising a little bit. Uh, Fifty and a half point over under in this one. I like Seattle off the bat. Let's go Seahawks. I that was my initial thought too, friend. It was you have to go with the Seahawks if they're not favored. They are the better team in this one. James Conner is not there. DeAndre Hopkins playing. Incredible last two. That one handed catch against Harrison Smith, Jack and I at a bar. That's perfect coverage by Smith. You really couldn't do. Yeah, you couldn't (laughs) ask for like better coverage from your defenseman on one of the best wide receivers in football. But DeAndre Hopkins said, nah, I can just one hand it easily and got it. And he said that. And and He's just showing why he's still one of the best, one of the most elite. I did get a little nervous there for you guys last week. It looked like they were on their way. Oh, my God, don't even get me started. But despite all that excitement about DeAndre Hopkins, yeah. the offense as a whole still isn't playing very well. Yeah. You know, Kyler Murray seems rattled at times, and if you're able to get pressure on him... And I got to tell you, you know, everybody made this joke today, but it is a funny thing. We've talked about the Kyler Murray stats with, like, Call of Duty. They are favored... To a team that is has has two more wins than them in their division, and uh, Modern Warfare Two just came out, you know, so they're all everybody's probably hammering against Kyler. I'll do the same, no matter what. Uh, Ken Walker is the reason behind it. If it wasn't for uh, um, Garrett Wilson and and the Jets right now, yeah, just, and maybe depending on how the rest of the season goes and how Kenneth Walker continues to play. Walker could be the offensive rookie of the year and somehow take that out from underneath Gary Wilson. Yeah, I mean, man, last week he went insane. I mean, you know, last week he, he was kept in check. He had 18 for 51. Like that touchdown. Said, but his touchdown was unbelievable. It's, it, he is, when we watched him at Michigan State last year, he had that game with five touchdowns, and we were like, oh, he's going to be really good. And then he's here good. he is, and he's really good. Uh, Seattle. Their run game is going to help them get through this. Uh, they still score a lot of points, you know. Despite last week, they played the Giants, who have a defense that kind of keeps you from keeps you from scoring points. Um, Arizona, uh, they've had some boom games, but Seattle is familiar enough with this defense, with this offense. You got Pete Carroll coaching. There's too much going in this way. And Geno Smith, 
And we've been talking about him. He's like the dark horse MVP this year. Yeah, he really is. Look, uh, uh, this is what uh, they're playing like the perfect offense that you want and you kind of imagine almost. I think it's like every coach's dream. They're running the ball really well, and they can do that against the Cardinals. The Cardinals gave 111 uh, rush yards to yep. Dalvin Cook last week. Yep. Kent Walker can easily replicate that. But what is that? He's completing a high percentage of his passes. He currently leads the league in in uh, completion percentage, but I think it's still at seventy three percent. Yeah, which is incredibly which high. Is, which is uh, like higher than Drew Brees' record of seventy two. Yeah, that's so an, he maintains that the whole season. That could be really cool. And all it is is just we're going to run the ball really well, and we're just going to move the ball methodically yeah. and efficiently down the field with really small, you know, short to intermediate passes, and then occasionally hit the big passes because they have DK Metcalf. And they have Tyler Lockett. And Tyler Lockett, who I always joke, is inconsistent at times. Like, there are games where he gets a lot of work and games where he doesn't. Yep. Last week, he got a lot of work. He did. Giants. Redeemed himself. Redeemed himself. I think that this week, he could have back-to-back weeks of good performance. I think at the end of the day, there's more to trust right now with the Seahawks, and they have a little bit more to play for. They they get the second win against the the Cardinals. They sweep the division against the Cardinals right now. They jump out to 6-3. and They put another opponent at 3-6. and All of a sudden, the NFC West gets a little bit harder to take out from underneath them. And let's say for whatever reason, the Buccaneers pull out a win, as we're unsure about that game. The Rams drop to three and five. A little bit more cushioner of a lead, cushy of a lead for um for Seattle. So a lot to play for right now for the Seahawks as they head to Arizona and something to monitor. Definitely a game of the week. And let's keep this moving in our last game of the week. It's also Sunday night football when the Tennessee Titans make their way to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Uh, forty six and a forty six point over under nine and a half. Casey's favorite by minus 13 in this one. Oh, my God. I mean, at Arrowhead, uh, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be Derrick Henry running the ball versus Patty Mahomes throwing as much as he possibly can. Uh, hopefully, maybe we'll see a little bit of Kadarius Tony, who just got traded there from the Giants. If he's healthy, we have, you know, Kelsey, Scanley, you know, Juju. We have so many weapons in Kansas City. But this Tennessee Titans defense has been locked down the last couple of weeks. Um, I think that they're a really good defense. Malik Willis, tell me about him. It's his second career start, and he's going against a former MVP, Super Bowl champion on the road. Well, his first start wasn't ideal, despite the win, which is what matters at the end of the day. There will be a W in his first ever career start. But he did go 6 for 10, 55 yards, Mm -hmm. uh, and one touchdown. Now, he didn't necessarily need to throw the ball more than 10 times. Because uh, King Derrick Henry himself uh, said, I'm still one of the best running backs in the league, if not the best. Hand was handed the ball 32 times, ran for 219 yards and two touchdowns, which is what he can do. It's no surprise. We all knew it. Hopefully, hopefully no one doubted it because he did it again. Um, and watch out, Jacksonville, for when Tennessee plays you because he always loves to do something like that against you as well. Um, I do think they're going to run the ball a lot. I do think that Kansas City will have... Uh, their hands full. Tennessee has been playing much better on defense despite yeah. everything that's been going on with their team offensively with all the injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's Kansas City's game for sure. Yeah. I do like Tennessee, though, to cover the spread. Me too. Me too. Uh, maybe lose this game by 10. Yeah, that was something I kind of like looked at Tennessee and I'm like, wow, you know, maybe if Tannehill was in this, that 13, I don't believe, would be in here because he's just like a more experienced quarterback. Like a minus seven, maybe. Rookie in his second career start, maybe you want to have a bigger spread on that. But I think I think Willis is talented and um, you know, if you have Derrick Henry in the backfield, why why wouldn't you give it to him as many times as you possibly can? Uh, in the game script last week, uh, 46 over under. I think that no matter what. 
Kansas City's going to help you out a little bit with Absolutely. the over there. So I, I do like that as well. Yeah, I'll take the over known for sure. I think Tennessee, the, the best way to win this is to try to keep Mahomes off the field. Obviously, keep that offense just entirely off the field. That's going to be running the ball well. Yeah. You know, picking up key yards, that kind of stuff, making sure that there's off time possession. That's going to be the key, I think, for Tennessee. Yeah, they uh, just in this one, but they need to keep they need to keep Mahomes contained. But their offense easier said than done. Yeah, um, and it's also <laughs> easier said than done to, to maintain time possession on the score. It's you know, true. it's That's easy true. to say it right now, easy to say it in this setting. A lot harder to actually go out there and put on pads to it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but uh, that is all the time that we have. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, continue to check us out. Continue, continue to listen. Yeah, we got nine more incredible weeks of the regular season. Thank you guys for checking out this week nine episode. Always remember to check us out, JustSayingFootball.com. Just Saying Football on YouTube and Spotify, as well as Just Saying No G W J S on Instagram for all your article video updates for when we post. Thank you guys for checking us out. Enjoy.